You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And in every episode of this podcast, we take a British pop culture topic, discuss, dissect, work out the the US equivalent. Almost got it wrong. (laughs) And then what do we do with the US topic? We work out the UK equivalent. Yeah, we do it. How are you, babes? Hiya, babes. Hiya. We're wearing the same clothes. (laughs) And this is by chance. Yeah, this is very much by chance. I wanted to talk to you about what I'm wearing. I don't know if you can see the branding here. Uh, It says talentless. This is uh, (laughs) Scott Disick's clothing line. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. The other night I was laying in bed watching a, one of my favorite YouTube channels, which is called The Meticulous Manicurist. Mm. And it's basically close-ups of people getting pedicures with problematic toes. (laughs) So it's a lot of her like scraping out dirt from underneath people's toenails really, really close up. Problematic toes make makes it sound like they're racist. Yeah, maga maga toes. Maga toes. Yeah. No, and then basically it's just a lot of her like digging around at people's toes. She has this very soothing Midwest accent. I think she's in like Chicago. And it's just her like talking shit to her clients while she's like doing their nails. So I watch a lot of hours of her. And then in I got a YouTube ad and it was Scott Disick wearing this hoodie. And he's basically like, hi, I'm Scott. I know how to make affordable, <laughs> affordable, like comfortable streetwear that's like high quality. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I actually believe him. And I bought this from, <laughs> from his website. I'm, wor- I'm worried about how- That logo. It's, how it's gonna wash. That logo, yeah. you think it's gonna come off? Yeah, but it's a fun little holographic logo, isn't it? Is. It? How much, now how much did this retail at? It's a great question. I don't actually remember. Mm. It wasn't that expensive. He was true to his word about it being affordable. Okay. Um, can we also talk about your new bin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do have a new bin that I think might be trying to kill me. Uh, and for our American list has been transla- translation trash, trash can. can or garbage can. Yeah. I bought an automatic. It's got an automatic lid on it. And already I got it yesterday and already twice the lid has almost closed on my hand when I've been throwing something away. So love it. She will come into the night and I will be in that bin by the end of this weekend. It's very goosebumps, <laughs> like a goosebumps book or what you would get from one of those innovations catalogs, you know, in the nineties when you were flying. Yeah. And then in was like Sky Mall or Sky Mall. Yeah. Or we would get them in the post stocking fillers. Yes. It's very one of those. I mean, I, you know, I've been having problems with my Apple TV. It will not turn <laughs> well, your, off. Your house is going to kill you. Yeah. There's a horror movie actually about a smart home that tries to kill people that stay in it. That's and I think my, it is your autobiography. That's my house. I need to tell you about something that has happened to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through a transformative experience. Right. I know you know some of this a little bit, but I'm going to go through it from the, from the start. I've been radicalized. So a couple of weeks ago, my friend was here visiting and it was her 40th birthday and her boyfriend surprised her with tickets to a concert while they were in LA. And I'm just going to pause you right there. Already, you and I, we don't love live music. Yeah, not a huge fan of live music. Or the live arts. The live arts. Don't like live arts. No, not at all. Do check out our episode where I go to the Edinburgh Festival (laughs) Fringe. Don't give it the best review. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so, so yeah, you're completely right. I was already... Slightly on the back foot in terms of being like, mm, I'm gonna don't really want to go and see someone who I'm not like crazy about. Basically, he'd bought her tickets to Harry Styles while he was here in LA. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I thought, you know, obviously it's my friend's birthday. I knew it was gonna be fun. I knew I was gonna have fun. I just was I knew that the music and Harry Styles was gonna be the least fun part of it for me. I was like, I'll just go and it'll be, you know, it'll be fun for her birthday and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, I had to drive straight after work to all the way to Inglewood because it was at the Forum. I've never been to the Forum. It was pretty nice. Parking cost me 60 fucking dollars. 60 dollars. And with this this exchange rate? 60 pounds. 60 pounds. <laughs> I'll just give you a little bit of a description walking in. Real ragtag crew of an audience. Mm-hmm. But I know that now that I'm transformed by Harry, I know that his whole vibe for his concerts is everyone wears like, it's like very 70s and people are wearing a lot of glitter and kind of, it's a little annoying. There's a lot of feather boas, which is very annoying. Ooh. Feather boas are a tough, they're a tough sell. Anyway, I found my friends, 
we were like sitting talking. There was a very dreary support act that was like the most downbeat music I've ever heard. And I was like, what is happening? And then, which I think was a Harry Styles decision between the support act and just before he came on, they inexplicably played like three minutes of like spa music. Full on plinky plonky spa music. And do you think it was to calm down the audience? I think it was to make everyone calm the fuck down. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> what? Brixton Station. Yes, exactly. The classical music they play at Brixton Tube Station. Yes, you're right. Everyone, myself included, is furious when they get out of that. Yeah, that you're station. so right. <laughs> um, just calm us down with some strings. Yeah, so so we got we got calmed down. We got soothed by spa music. Then Harry Styles came out, and something has changed within me. To quote <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> yeah, my head sang it. I was like, what? I didn't realize that Harry Styles was sexy. Yeah. And I didn't realize that he was charismatic. I always thought that was something that didn't work on me. I was like, oh, I thought of him as like still maybe a child for One Direction. I'd never quite... I've seen pictures of him. I've seen lots of things of him. And then at one point, my friend Googled how tall he was and he's six foot, which changed my... Yeah. like I thought I was like, oh, well, the thing is he's sexy, but he's short. She's like, Googled it. She's like, Harry Styles is six foot. I had a fucking blast at the Harry Styles concert. I knew like three of the songs and I knew them so vaguely that they were like songs you'd heard in like CVS, you know, or like Mm -hmm. songs you'd hear in Asda. Like that was it. It just was so much fun. Everyone there was like really into it, but not like no one was being annoying. Like the screaming really calmed down. Everyone was just like singing along. Everyone was very happy. I just honestly had such a good time. But what really made the experience for me was there was a woman in front of us. She was she was in maybe her 30s and she was a real cat in a hat. So for anyone that hasn't listened to our podcast before, cat in a hat refers to people, especially in Los Angeles, that wear those very wide brimmed hats. And they're always just the worst people in the world. And she was a cat. She was a cat in the hat. In fact, there was an SNL. Yes. 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 Big dumb hat. Yes. Big dumb hat. Exactly. So she was in a full cat in the hat and she, she, she was with a much older boyfriend, but no judgment. And, um, she was wasted. So she started it wasted. Like, Like she was already like swaying a little too much. Her and her boyfriend disappeared. I'd say maybe 10 or 12 times during the whole concert came back and smelled cigarettes. And I was like, Cigarettes, cigarettes in Los Angeles. I, I just had nothing but respect for her to still be smoking cigarettes in LA. That's a bold move. I wonder where in the forum you can like legally right. smoke that's, a cigarette. That's what I mean. I feel like they truly had to like go out onto like the freeway to smoke their cigarettes. I think it's the only place you can smoke in LA is like on the freeway. <laughs> I was at an airport this year. I can't remember where. Maybe it was like Amsterdam or somewhere. And they almost have like these cubicles, <laughs> glass cubicles with like air being sucked. And you go in and you just smoke inside. <laughs> and it's like sealed. And everyone's just being like... That sounds great. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then my favorite part of her, so she was constantly, she almost fell over just multiple times, yeah. especially by the end, she was like falling down. My favorite point is I went to the toilet at one point and um, I passed her in like the empty like lobby area and there was like an employee that works at the forum who was like just sitting on the steps going into the arena, but like having a break. And I saw that she, that Cat in the Hat was like crouched down this close to this woman's face with like one hand on her shoulder, basically being like... And here's the thing about this. And this is the thing about that. Like truly like giving her, like pouring out her like heart to this woman that worked at the forum who was just like this, just (laughs) so fucked off. Do you think she was giving her appreciation and thanks as like a a worker in the service industry? 100%. She was being super patronizing, translation patronizing. And like clearly it was also probably just talking about how she didn't love her boyfriend. And it was just wild. And she really made the, she really made the night for me. And uh, how did you get out of that $60 parking lot? It was a fucking nightmare. It took me about 40 minutes to leave the forum uh, parking lot, translation car park. Needless to say, I got home. I had drunk no drinks. I was completely sober. I woke up like elated and I now love Harry Styles. What's and that? then he was, and then he canceled his, the rest of his LA concerts after the night that we were there because he got ill. Oh. Yeah. I also went to a gig the last few weeks. A gig. Who did you see? Orville Peck, oh. my future husband. God, your obsession with Orville Peck is just... I don't know why it annoys me, but it just does. Orville Peck to you, Daniel to me. Thank you. Um, so I went to the Greek theatre. <laughs> Have you been to the Greek before? Yeah, I saw Casey Musgraves there. That's fun. Yeah, she was great. God, the Greek theatre is just the best. It's the most gorgeous venue I've ever been to. For people not in LA, an outdoor like amphitheatre? Amphitheater? 
(laughs) (laughs) And it's by Los Feliz. And it's like the Hollywood Bowl, but smaller and more manageable. It was just such a joy. Went there with podcast nemesis Michael. And we had a lovely time. A lot of... I wore my fringe jeans, which you've now seen. I have. There are a lot of gays in, like, Orville Peck cosplay. Yeah, but, like, hot. Hot. (laughs) Because I was going to say, any hot gays in in your audience at Harry Styles? No. It was a a ragtag crew. Yeah, Harry Styles, maybe... Yeah, there was, was like, a a ragtag gay with a group of girls. Yeah. Um, And actually, and one... Maybe I shouldn't equate the, all these things into one sentence but also one one little boy in like a full harry styles glitter jumpsuit who was who was being like fawned over by all these girls <laughs> he's got a fun future yeah he, he, he honestly it was amazing he had like a, it was like a plunging disco sequined like jumpsuit he looked great i wonder who sewed that for him it was definitely his mom she was proud as proud as punch imagine having like a seamstress as a mother useful couldn't tell you you know laura she can't sew for shit i know <laughs> Anything else before we get into it? No, let's uh, let's do some some feedback. As ever, if you want to get in touch with us, do go onto our Instagram, You're Welcome America, or email us at You're Welcome America Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Give us some questions, comments, abuse, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> what have you got first? So we have an email. It's from uh, Megan Picuro. And she says, hello there, Ben and Fraser. Love the pod. My name is Megan and I'm from the States, but my mum is Irish and Welsh. I grew up watching a ton of British TV shows. Thank you, PBS, for playing Ab Fab, Red Dwarf and Faulty Towers to name some of my faves. I like two out of the three of them. Yeah, me too. Faulty Towers is not for me, but Red Dwarf and Ab Fab, solid. Uh, She says, anywho, I'm reaching out because growing up, my mum always used to say, and now I'm actually going to correct this because I think I know what she means here. Um, My mum always used to say, who is she? The cat's mother. And the only time I've ever heard that elsewhere was on Absolutely Fabulous Season 3, Episode 3. <laughs> and she gives an actual description of where it was used. And she says, is this a popular British saying? What does it mean? So Megan from New Jersey. Megan from New Jersey. And I looked it up as in, in terms of like kind of etymology. But I know the I know that kind of term. It's basically when it's especially if you're a kid, it's not used in adults. It's when a kid just uses uh, says she instead of using someone's name, it's considered impolite. And it used to be considered impolite, and this is where the term came from. So if you were like, oh, she just told me to do this, the adult would be would be like, no, you need to be respectful and call her like Mrs. Mrs. York. You'd be like, so right. so you would say, well, who's she? The cat's mother. And then basically <laughs> the it dates back to the 1870s uh, oh. when <laughs> that's how far back it goes. Um, and no one actually knows the complete reason why they're using the cat, but it, it's appeared in different forms of the cat's aunt, the cat's grandmother, all of those things. Because basically back in the day, it was very rude to call someone she if you were a child. Wow. <laughs> I do like, who's she? The cat's mother. It's really good. I'm going to start using it on you next time you say like, just a, a random she about someone and don't use their name. <laughs> Anytime I use the word she from now on, yeah, I'm just going to jump in with that. We had someone get in touch because we had obviously Molly the Medium yeah. on a few weeks ago for our psychic special. Go check out that episode. But we asked <laughs> specifically, special. We, we asked specifically, will Victoria perform with the Spice Girls again? <laughs> We got the answer of maybe. Yeah. And then recently... She, she even said like in... She said in some capacity, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and then in the last couple of weeks, it was Jerry's 50th birthday. And there's videos out there of all of them, except Mel B, singing and dancing together yeah. on the dance floor. They were singing... What were they singing? Say You'll Be There? Yeah. Yeah. And that came in from uh, Jess Lawrence in the UK. Also, Jess, La- Jess Lawrence, I have asked you to please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You said you would. And you haven't yet. So please do. Wow, we're getting down to individual threats to not review our podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, please, everyone out there, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. By the way, do you want to know a fun fact about Jess? Oh, go on. I, I know her. She, well, her, she... <laughs> I know her. Who's she? The cat's mother. There you go. Aunt. Her, well, funnily enough, her mum, her mother, um, is a chef slash cook. And I don't know if she created it, but she did, she does have a recipe for haggis lasagna. Oh my God. It's really good. Okay. We've once had it. Okay. Just want to throw I'll that out it. there. So yeah, in fact, Jess, if you could rate and review the podcast <laughs> and reference Haggis Lasagna in that rate and reviewing, that'd be great. You should do that for the next Burns night. Yeah. I'd eat a Haggis Lasagna because I wouldn't be able to see it. It's really good. Yeah. I bet. I, you know, my thing's visual, not taste. Yeah. I just don't want to look at Haggis like when it looks like Haggis. That's fair. Joseph Perry has got in touch on Instagram. Hey boys. I mean, I'm 37 and you're how old? 
older. Anyway, hey boys. I'm 38. Older. Do you know what's fun? Is you'll always be older. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to die first out of the two of us? No, let's not play that game today. <laughs> right. Hey boys, loved the recent Mel C episode. <laughs> However, upset to see a vital song of the Chisholm Canon, Canon, the Chisholm Canon went left unmentioned. It was the forgotten hit on the horizon from her 2003 album Reason. I mean, who can deny that brassy intro? I'm pretty sure it featured heavily a Mother's Day compilation CDs of the era. <laughs> Love it. But in my mind, it's a surefire, it's a surefire summer banger. Think driving down a coastal road, doing that wavy hand action out of the window. Oh. Oh, no, that's, like, yeah, that oh. way you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. It's like a more, more... A more easy listening version of Dancing in the Moonlight. Slash Baby When You're Gone. Yes. Yes. And that brass was giving me just hints of one of my favorite songs, which is Beverly Night. Which Greatest one? Day of My Life. <laughs> ba da ba 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 bum Greatest Day <laughs> of My Life. <laughs> Self-titled UK Queen of Soul, Beverly Night. Self-titled. Also, Joseph said, <laughs> you'll be interested to know that... This wormhole about Mel C has unfortunately resurfaced yet another Mel C duet. And that was the one she with Matt Cardle of X Factor fame. Ooh, yikes. Let's not dwell on that any further, no. <laughs> Don't want to talk no. about Matt Cardle. Love the pod. Thank you. Keep up the fab work. Fab. Oh, thanks, Joseph. I will be adding the fab song reason to my like <laughs> my kind of coastal coastal road trip playlist. There's going to be a day where like next summer when we drive to Malibu or something, yeah. we're going to be just like brassing For up. For sure. Oh, also, did you see, talking of brassiness... Did you see when the Spice Girls were back together for Jerry's birthday? Melby wasn't there because she's in um, Australia performing the mass singer, but <laughs> performing the mass singer. She's, what, she's just doing every, every, she's she's every... character. <laughs> uh, so, but there's a picture of the other four girls and Shirley Bassey. Oh, <laughs> and it kind of looked as if they replaced Melby with Shirley Bassey. <laughs> Shout out to our drag race podcast where I came up with my drag name, which is Shirley Bussy. <laughs> Can we just imagine for a second Shirley Bassey singing Melby's things? Oh, yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> Yo, I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> we should have a, we need a wall chart of all the things that we regularly mention. Yeah, she's starting to, Shirley Bassey's really starting <laughs> to creep up there. She's not as high as the Millennium Dome yet, but no. like she's getting there. Or <laughs> just the Millennium in general. Right, what have you got? <laughs> so we've heard from, a, from someone called Garby. Garby Koo on uh, Instagram, and he says, Hey, Ben and Fraser, hope you boys are well. I'm 39-year-old gay from Toronto, Canada, who nice. came across your Welcome America. By, this is so good. Who came across your Welcome America by searching for podcasts about Rachel Stevens. I knew that would work. <laughs> <laughs> we got one. And <laughs> um, he said, so he said his gateway to our podcast was the IHOP and Rachel Stevens episode, and he's been hooked ever since then. Lovely. And um, he says he loves British pop music and adore girls allowed sugar babes, all except uh, 4.0. Although about a girl and where my kiss are complete serves. So you do like Sugar Rays 4.0 because that's all they release. Yeah. Where my kiss. We talked kiss. We talked about that at the Sugar Rays special. Also still really hard to find about a girl anywhere. Yeah. Not streaming anywhere. No. So he says, living in a place where I feel like no one else shares my love for the British pop, the podcast really scratches that itch when teaching me new things such as Village Fates, Bank Holiday Weekends and the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> what a terrible thing to teach people about. And he loved our specials. So if you ever want to listen to our specials, they're out there. We did uh, Girls Aloud off the record and Search for the Next Pussycat Doll. And also Totally Scotly, totally. the Lisa so Scotly are, show. are you Welcome America presents says, specials. Still get repeat plays when I feel like I laugh. I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't listen to our podcast ever again. Oh, but what about that's the Saturdays? Nice. We did the Saturdays as well. <gasps> the Saturdays one is really a work of art. In fact, we need to, I think this holiday season, we should... I had a, we need, yeah, oh. this is, we need to talk about this. This is ad, personal admin, but Got it. I think we should do the, the Saturdays 24 seven as the, oh no, we, no. Did, we did that already, the, didn't we? No. Chasing the sats. Chasing the sats. That's what we should do Great. when we finish with Drag Race. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and, and thank you. And then, oh, oh no, we, this message, more. this message isn't over. There's another, she said, I was reminded of your Liberty X and Americana episode when I noticed Katy Perry posting this photo of her voting for Rick Caruso. That's right. <laughs> should we, should we get on with it? Let's do it. And we are back. Uh, with every episode, we take a British topic and translate it to an American one and vice versa. And Ben is starting with our America topic. 
What do you got? <laughs> so, the American topic for today's episode is Panera Bread. Oh, yeah. We went. We went to Glendale. We drove <laughs> to Glendale. We had to glamorous Glendale, California. And before we get into our experience of Panera Bread, which is still being experienced right now with this weak, thin coffee and terrifying looking cookie that is staring back at me. Let me let me give you some, some wiki facts. It's an American chain store of bakery, cafe, fast, casual restaurants with over 2,000 locations. Um, Excuse me, pardon? I know. A bakery, What's cafe, it? restaurant. A bakery, cafe, fast, casual restaurant. All in the US and Canada. Headquarters in Missouri. It was family owned. There's not a huge amount left to say. What? Stop the, oh, the, pa- my... the Paneras are dead. The Paneras are dead. <laughs> the Panera no, dynasty. It was, it was the breads. <laughs> the breads. <laughs> the bread family. Okay. Okay, so we went to the one in Glendale. Mm-hmm. I actually, sorry, I was late, wasn't I? You were late, yes. How late was I? You were only 20 minutes late. 20 minutes late. It was fine. I was actually early as well, so that's what was annoying. Um, But it's fine. I sat in my car and looked at (laughs) Grinder. Oh, any good grinding in in Glendale? Nope. (laughs) Wow. Tough crowd in Glendale. Sorry to anyone in Glendale. Sorry to this Glendale. (laughs) Oh, but I did, when I was sitting in my car, see a man that looked like Jason Momoa walking down the street. Oh, cool. And I, <laughs> alone in my car, said, sexy. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, fwoah. I just, I just, it was really weird after I said it, because I said it out loud, I just went, sexy. <laughs> it's like Dude, a weird thing. I've been working from home this week, and I did some work on Friday. I was really hyped up on coffee. I did it. And then I sat back, and I went, yeah, you've really got this. Oh, my God. <laughs> But do, do you do you not find yourself doing more insane things working from home? I I've, mean... I've gotten to this very strange habit of waving to myself in the mirror. Oh. Like, you know, my mirror, when you walk into where my, my kind of sink area is there, just occasionally I'll like, as I'm walking past, I'll just look at myself and go, Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do when I say, Hiya. Hiya. Do you never say hi to yourself in the mirror? I sometimes like pose like Victoria Beckham in the mirror. Okay, fine. That's my, that's, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. No, I remember what I said. Tap, tap, tapped away, press enter, sat back, and I went, God, you're good. Oh my God. That's literally what you would write for a psychotic character. It's very Cameron Diaz in The Holiday when she's just finished making a trailer. It's more like uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, actually. <laughs> so we veered off already from Panera Bread. Wow. Okay, so I, I parked in the back alley. <laughs> Excuse me. I've already put it on Instagram and I'll put it up again, but I walked through like the back door entrance experience. <laughs> really weird. Yeah, into Panera Bread and I found you at the front sitting outside. <laughs> it was both wearing our bright yellow tops. Yeah, wearing my Scott Disick hoodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a strange place. What a weird fucking place that we were just in. Well, I want to talk about. Well, also, there was a, a great restaurant next door called Carousel, yes. which I just really, really loved. So the general vibe of the Panera Bread was, I've written, under the Tuscan sun mm-hmm. meets an early 2000s pizza hut, but faded by the sun. Of Tuscany. And, of Tuscany. And in general, <laughs> all the hues of the food and the decor is very anemic. Yeah, that's, yeah you're right. And they have the kind of green carpet in there that reminds me of like, a function room in the 90s in yeah. the UK. It it's, was UK 90s function room green carpeting. It was, well, that was what's interesting. We, we walked inside. We've obviously got like a faux terracotta tile situation going on. <laughs> but then in the dining areas, carpeted. Yeah, really weird. I wasn't expecting a full dining area like there was. No. It's not table service, but you do appear to be able to just go there and have like a, a meal with your friends. <laughs> also, right at the front, there was um, a Bible quote about bread. <sighs> this country. <laughs> <laughs> just cannot escape it. And then it also seemed like there were just many, many different ways to order. Do you, know, you could do it in an app. You could do it in a screen. You could do it with a person. You could. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I saw like an express lane, but there was no one there. No. <laughs> then there was just like a table that we used at one point that was just to put stuff. It was very, very confusing. There were ceiling tiles. Yeah, like an office. Like an office. That I went to the toilet and saw that there was a Panera meeting room. That you could hire out. You could hire out. And I guess obviously they cater your meetings. But imagine having a very professional meeting in Panera Bread. Before we get to the food, I want to talk about the wall art. It looked like really funky chopping boards. Yeah, breadboards. Yeah, breadboards. <laughs> it's Panera it Bread. <laughs> they were hung up. So yeah. they were everywhere. Painted. It was painted 
to use one of our favorite phrases, dead funky breadboards. Yeah, funky breadboards. And then there were also... <laughs> funky breadboards is such a business that someone's aunt would have started <laughs> in the 90s, right? In the UK. Paula's, Paula's funky breadboards. How's Paula doing? Ah, she, she's just doing she's really She's doing really well. good after the divorce. She's doing her funky breadboards. She's doing her funky breadboards. <laughs> you, know, you know how Paula's always done those funky breadboards? They're she's really finally selling off. them. She's even got online with them. <laughs> Yeah, paulasfunkybreadboards.com is .co.uk. Those can't, those can't go through the wash, though. Absolutely not. Paula, um, she is toxic paint. She's toxic. <laughs> I know, I did get one to support her, but I put it in the dishwasher and it cracked. <laughs> and then also art-wise, they had... I, I love that an interior designer had specifically thought of this. There were pictures on the wall, but they weren't hung up. They were like balanced on shelves. <laughs> love that. Gorgeous. I also noticed free Wi-Fi and I looked it up and apparently that was quite a big, they were one of the first places to do free Wi-Fi. Wow, it's a real business center. It's a business center because <laughs> if you joined their unlimited SIP club, okay, I'm actually going to paint a picture. I'm working from home. God, I'm good. And I've, I've you know, I've had a good morning at the house. Yeah, you're a but, psychopath working from home. Yeah. And I've decided that I want to go work somewhere, but I'm also a bit hungry. And I'm a bit thirsty. I want to go to Starbucks. Do you know? No. How, wh- what? I'm going to, I want some funky, <laughs> I want some f- funky decor as well. Okay, fine. But I also want it to feel like an office. So I need a ceiling tile. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Panera Bread with my laptop, log on to that Wi-Fi. And do you know what? If I do this regularly, I could join the Unlimited Sip Club. So what this is, it's a <laughs> monthly subscription. I think it was eleven ninety nine, And what it means is, I don't fully know what this means, but it says... Any size, any time, sip unlimited cups once every two hours. I don't understand a word you just said. My brain couldn't wrap my head around. So does that mean you get one cup? (laughs) You could just sip it unlimited. So you have to just be, they fill it up as you're going. So basically every day, no. Every two hours you could have a new drink. (laughs) Or every day you get two hours of unlimited. Anyway, it's kind of like, I mean, this is very much after our time, but Pret. Oh. Uh, don't they have a, an unlimited drinks thing now i think there's an unlimited coffee club yes there is oh pratt and there's and something went wrong with it like they ran out and people were up in arms <laughs> well if any listeners have had experience direct experience of that of the pret the pret, pret coffee, coffee club, club tell us your pret coffee club nightmare stories <laughs> <laughs> right in <laughs> we, we ordered some food didn't we we did uh, talk me through your order please i got a chipotle uh, chipotle Ooh. chicken and avocado grilled like ciabatta i didn't know that's what you got yeah yeah i fucking did how was it <laughs> it was really good yeah. it was really nice it had like actual peppers like like hot pepper in it like little red peppers mm. not red pepper but you know what i mean pepper, pepper <laughs> what, chili pepper that's what i'm trying to say Black like, pepper. Little, little <laughs> feels like some kind of rush <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god i've been listening to so much booty love since <laughs> since Drag Race UK had that as the drag as the lip sync. Feels like some kind of rush. <laughs> oh yeah, so good. <laughs> anyway, okay. What else did you order? I also ordered a French onion soup. <laughs> a tiny little cup of French onion soup. Mm. Let me tell you something. I have never eaten French onion soup until I moved to this country. Really? Yeah. Couldn't never, be further from France. That could not be further from France, but for some so reason... So you're a tunnel here. They love... That's something on the board. Yeah. You're, oh my God. You're a star. They love serving you a French onion soup. I feel like it's because you're always dragging me to some kind of old old style steakhouse oh, and they yeah. see, or some old restaurant where they try to constantly serve French onion soup and I just keep ordering it. I love it. Good. It was it was nice. I mean, it did make me feel a little like throwing up. And then when I did get home, I didn't understand that I in my bag was also a little tiny bag of croutons and like the end of a baguette. Yeah. So I basically got like a ciabatta, a piece of bread and some croutons. How salty was that onion soup? Onion soup. soup. Onion soup. Onion soup. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was pretty salty, but yeah. it was good. It was okay. nice. And then, and then I also got a brownie. Well, we'll do... I tell you, we'll do... Con- We'll do, we'll do those in a second. Okay. I'm going to talk you through what I had. You know me, classic tuna salad, tuna salad sandwich. I mean, I looked at the menu before we went and I already knew you were going to get a tuna salad, salad sandwich. Oh my God. Tuna. Okay. So yeah, I had a tuna salad sandwich and the tuna. same, the same bread that you had. Yeah. Some kind ones. of ciabatta focaccia. 
Yeah. Can't really quite tell the difference. Definitely made off site. <laughs> like the bread was. Yeah. Like a factory somewhere. Yeah. What else did I have? Oh, so I had the autumnal soup. It was like a special seasonal squash. Didn't come with croutons. It came with pumpkin seeds, seeds on top. It was too sweet. Yeah. You basically got pumpkin pie filling, right? Yeah, like liquidized, <laughs> liquidized pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie filling. <laughs> they had a coffee station and I thought I'll go for the darkest, blackest roast because that's what I want in life. And it was like a, it was like a, a mild tea that came out. Real piss water. Real piss water. I'm still <laughs> drinking it though. Drink that piss water. And I also recreated one of my favorite mm. moments from pop culture, which is the the Just Jared article of Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory uh, unveiling a new lemonade refresher drink at Panera Bread. Yeah. And I recreated that photo at the beverage station. So it turns out, I was looking into it, Panera Bread have been quite forward thinking in terms of eliminating uh, additives and using cage-free eggs and things like that. So I think it, she was also supporting that whole situation. I bet she was. Let me tell you something about Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> she does not need the money. <laughs> no, she really doesn't. <laughs> She's like one of those bizarrely, extremely wealthy people. Yeah. Well, that show is like... What was it again? Big Bang Theory. Right. <laughs> I don't... I never watched it. I always get confused between that and Modern Family. <laughs> I don't know. How I Met Your Mother. Throw that in there too to really confuse you. How I Met Your Big Bang Family. <laughs> Also, just looking at the menu, what was quite baffling, do you know what we should have done, is the soups, we could have got it in, like, one of those bread bowls. Oh, I can't eat a bread bowl. Really? Well, not on top of having a sandwich as well. Oh, that's true. That's a lot of bread. (laughs) But they've got pizza. Yeah. They've got a lot of mac and cheese situations. And a breakfast before 11. Oh, what does the breakfast look like? Very bagel heavy, I bet. I think it's bagel-y and it's just every single place in America or in Los Angeles is just sausage, egg and cheese bagels. Yeah, or a burrito. Or or a burrito. (laughs) Oh, it looks like they also do that thing for that weak, weak piss coffee I got. You could get one of those, like... A a box of it. Yeah, which is so... Do they do that in the UK? I don't think I've ever seen it. So in the US, that thing where if you... Do you know what? Friday treat for the office... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get just a giant box of coffee. It's like got a handle on it and a thing. In fact, when our girl Crystal was visiting, we got one of those one day and she didn't know what it was. <laughs> she was just like looking at it, not knowing how to open it or where the coffee was inside. Obviously, you can get piss water to go in it's a big like, box. It's like boxed wine, but with it coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I was not impressed with the price. Yeah, I think I spent $25. I was $28. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah. For, for basically a sandwich and a soup. I didn't ask for the, the chips slash crisps that they threw in the bag. Oh, you got, yeah, you got like kettle, kettle chip crisps. They were Panera brand as well, which I thought was kind of funny. Shall we try? Yeah, mine was $28 for a soup and a sandwich. And there was not enough tuna in there. Tuna. Tuna. C-H-U-N-A. Tuna. tuna. <laughs> right, should we have our little... Um, yeah, so you've let's... got a cookie with fake M&Ms on it. Yeah. And I've is, got a brownie. Which has already like fallen in half. Oh, it's, I like how soft it is. That is a dry brownie. That is a dry, claggy brownie. Is it a little swap? Mm-hmm. Is it like a protein bar brownie? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's horrible. Your brownie's horrible. That was... Oh, by the way, when we were leaving as well, I don't know if you saw, but I went... Obviously, I was back door. Backdoor back Ben. Yep. I was... <laughs> like that. I, was, I walked around the side of the Panera Bread to go around to the back, and there were some murals. I'm just going to show you the murals. Ooh. What? Could you describe this to our audience, Oh, please? wow. Speaking of Under the Tuscan Sun, this is, <laughs> this is Diane Lane <laughs> baking some bread in a bread oven in Tuscany. Yeah. It's like a painting of a woman baking bread in like an outdoor wood-fired oven. So... That was our trip to Panera Bread. Mm. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. Would you go back? Um, no. <laughs> I feel like I would only go there if I was in, in like an office situation and I had to go somewhere for lunch. I guess I would maybe get a sandwich from there. I could imagine like being working on location somewhere and then being like, you can either, we've either got like... Taco Bell or Buffalo, Wa- bread Buffalo Wild wings, wings or Panera Bread. Yes, it's it's definitely the safest of a of a bad selection of places, yeah. I would say. I will say that everyone in there seemed very happy. And they did. Like and I would eat there, there over like Subway. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd eat there over Subway. I would definitely as well. pick it over Subway. Subway makes me 
want to throw up, but I do kind of like it. But like Subway feels dirty. Yeah. Panera didn't, it didn't feel as dirty as a Subway. Shout out to our listener in Toronto. I was just speaking, who we just did some feedback earlier because when I got stuck in bloody Toronto airport, the only thing open at 11 o'clock at night to have dinner was fucking Subway. I'm so furious. You have a six inch or a foot long. Oh, I had a foot long. I've been traveling all day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I wouldn't rush to go back to Panera Bread, but if it best of a bad bunch. In, in a pinch. I can I can see myself eating there again. I feel like out of all the kind of chains that we've looked into, always gonna go back to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Okay, we have to ask the question, what is the UK equivalent of Panera Bread? What do you think? Okay. So it's not as it's not as like fast and bakery as a Greg's, even though they say it's it's a bakery. Well, I, I wouldn't know because obviously I've famously never stepped foot in a Greg's. So I'll tell you from my experience as a, what, a common person that goes to Greg's, I guess. Is that what you're saying? I would, n- I would never. <laughs> if you want to describe yourself as common, you go for it. <laughs> common. So my mum my used to use that word very disparaging. Oh. Don't don't eat while you're walking. It's so common. We used to not be able to walk. I think it was Grange Hill or Biker Grove. My mum used to say it was common. Too common. <laughs> Laura. I know. She's really, she's changed her tune since then. Yeah. She's pretty common herself. Yeah. So it's it's definitely, the bakery element is similar to Greg's, but there's the, the sit down part of it is, is what makes it so different. Mm. Oh, I'm confused. Actually, because I'd had, I was talking about a Le Pan, Le Pan Quotidien. Le Pan Quotidien. Or an upper crust. <laughs> But I feel like an upper crust... No, upper crust is train station only. Yeah. In fact, I looked into it. It started at Waterloo train station. Yeah, of course. If you want to if you want to lacerate the, the soft palate of the roof of your mouth with a French stick, grab yourself an upper crust. I think it's Le Pan then. Yeah. Because they, they have a sit-down element, don't yeah. they? Le Pan. <laughs> so familiar with Le Pan quotidien. I think it's Le Pan. <laughs> in fact, they have Le Pan here. Le Pan. Right. So, the UK equivalent of Panera Bread is Le Pain Quotidien. What was your welcome? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> You're welcome. You are welcome. And we are back. I'm still nibbling away my Panera Bread cookie. Where's the brownie gone? I ate the whole thing. You did? <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. Had to finish it. Sure. Can't have it in the house. Can't have it in the house. You could put it in your new bin. <laughs> Okay, we've done our US topic. Now time for our UK topic. Fraser, what you got? Our UK topic today is an Australian person. Yeah, Commonwealth. <laughs> so this is a quick disclaimer. Ben and I have said over the over the years of doing this podcast that certain Australian celebrities count as British. And I'd also say Nicole Scherzinger is British as well by, yep. by canon also. I will be discussing... And Ruby Wax. And Ruby Wax. Yep. <laughs> I'll be discussing a person by the name of Danielle Jane Minogue. Jane. How's that Jane spelled? J-A-N-E. Okay, no why. <laughs> nope, no why. No, nothing, fun, nothing fancy going on for our Danielle. I will, of course, be talking about Danny Minogue. Danny with her two extra eyes. D A double N I I. Double N double I. Actually, I think she says that all the time. Double N double I. Double N double I. Actually, Kylie gave me that name. She said it's harder to harder to Google. You know, double N double I. She was born on the 20th of October. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that. Mm. So according to Wikipedia, she's an Australian singer, actress, and television personality. I love how you She sure is. I love how According to Wikipedia, she is all those things. I know. So Danny's career is obviously always compared to what's Kylie done, her, her sister. Yeah. But, uh, so to kind of mirror Kylie's time on Neighbours, Danny's big break was on Home and Away. You know we, we belong, belong together. You were not forever and ever. No matter where you are, you're my shining star. And from the very first moment I saw you, I never felt such emotion. I'm walking on air. Just to know. Just to know. You are there. You are there. Hold me in your arms. Don't let me go. I want to stay forever. Closer each day. Home and away. Wow. Really good theme song. (laughs) 
What a great song. Way better than the Neighbours theme tune, which we won't sing. <laughs> the Home and Away theme is so good. But the 90s Neighbours theme was pretty fun. Yeah, you're right. It's like, Neighbours. <laughs> you just did Beginning of Wings by Little Wings. Neighbours said I'd never. But actually, Danny was famous first uh, because she was on a show before Home and Away called Young Talent Time in 1982. <laughs> A very generic show, Young Talent Time. First time for Young Talent. <laughs> time for a little bit of Young Talent on the screen. So there's there's kind of different segments to look at about Danny's career. So let's do musically. Mm-hmm. She's actually released five studio albums, eight compilation albums, twenty eight singles, twenty three music videos, and five video albums. That's insane. Five video yeah. albums. What does <laughs> that, that even mean? Is it like she did that before Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I'm not hugely hugely versed in like old school Danny Minogue. She came to me more in the in uh, 2003 with a certain uh, album. Well, I was very big on. I had. The single, This Is It. I was about to say, the one the one song that is emblazoned in my mind from her kind of early career, I think Jump to the Beat was a song I'd heard before, but This Is It is an absolute fucking banger of a song. Have you seen the music video for that recently? No. It's quite something. It's all filmed on a beach and she's she has a real... Yes. Uh, She's got a real skunk stripe in her hair, a love, <laughs> a, like a real skunk stripe. And her love interest is uh, Julian Mahon, or however you say his name, Ooh. which I'm thinking he's actually, if I had to describe to you who he is as an actor, I feel like he's not, you've not seen one single thing that he's ever been in. Although, did you watch Nip Tuck? No. Because I was about to say, I think Nip Tuck's the only one. I mean, the other two examples, I know you never watched Charmed and you've never saw the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Nope. I actually, la- when I watched the video, I laughed out loud because I started thinking, oh, I would have talked to Ben about that Julian Mahone, whatever his name is, guy, because he was really, he's really sexy. And I was like, there's absolutely no way he's going to know who he is. And I was cackling thinking of you watching the Fantastic Four. <laughs> when did the Fantastic Four come out? Well, there's been many incarnations, oh, but this was, the, this was the 2000s where it was uh, Jessica Alba. Excuse me. You don't like hearing about Jessica Alba? I'm listening. No, this isn't Jessica Rubbers, isn't it? Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, This Is It is a great song. And actually, my friend who I went to Harry Styles with, she really is single-handedly keeping This Is It in the zeitgeist. She'll play that at any party. It's like her one of her favorite songs ever released. Fun. She has just a lot, of, a lot going on in her discography that I didn't quite remember. But what we really want to touch on is a little album that was released in 2003 called Neon Nights. Oh, well, the nights... Do you know what? The night's so dark. Could do with a little neon light. Put that switch over there, Kylie. <laughs> Throw on that neon. Kylie, <laughs> get the extension cord. So, obviously, this this album contained <laughs> two of the greatest songs ever made. <laughs> the first one being Put the Needle on It. Put the needle sweat. I would say that not that not to mention the disgraced performer who used to do this act. I won't even say his name, but remember the wobble board as like a oh, yeah. sound thing. I would say put the needle on it has like a Almost like a modern wobble board sound, and it's very like yeah. What what what? Also, wah. referring to that person as a disgraced performer, <laughs> amazing. So, put the needle on it is a very important important song in my musical canon. I still listen to it kind of regularly. It comes on my shuffle, and I'm like, it's dead funky. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. So uh, on that album, we also had another single, didn't we? Well, yeah, that got to number seven, and oh. then her the highest uh, rating that was in the UK, number seven, and the the single that got to number two in the UK was. And I begin to wonder, they think me crazy. The music video where she inexplicably cut her hair with scissors during the music video, remember? No. It's like a lot of her in like a wind machine with a big giant pair of scissors like cutting her own hair off. I love that. <laughs> I oh, love I Begin to Wonder. It's so concept. <laughs> Cutting myself, setting myself free. 
so good. And then also on the album, I don't remember there being a cover of Spin Me Right Round. It's no. called Begin to Spin Me Round versus Dead or Alive. Oh, oh, I think I vaguely... I mean, that's real mashup era, isn't it? Yeah. What was that Ministry of Sound song I'm thinking of? Are you thinking of Touch Me Like That versus Jason Nevins? <laughs> who do you love now? Oh, yes, who do you love now? Of course, of course. You won't forget about me. Oh, yes. Danny, Danny versus Flower Power. Flower Power, yeah. This is on the album called Club Disco. A real wormhole of thinking of those kind of dance songs from the 2000s as well that was like featuring, you know, like, you know, obviously everyone remember, everyone goes on about that one Kelly Rowland song, the, uh, the David Guetta one. Oh, yeah. But actually there's that song, What a Feeling, that I love. I think that's also David Guetta and Kelly Rowland. What a feeling. Da, 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 what a feeling. I need to play it for you because I just need, as soon as you hear this piano opening. That song is a real like Ibiza workout compilation from the oh. 2000s, isn't it? <laughs> it's like sweat with club classics. What a feeling! <laughs> I love that song. Get ready for your next Ibiza getaway. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I also feel like that Kelly Rowland song could be on like a, a jet blue like advert for a holiday now. You know, imagine like do, 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 do. it's like great prices to Greece and it's like what a feeling <laughs> <laughs> people like dancing on the beach. Get make your money go <laughs> yeah. further with Jet, jet blue. blue. What a feeling <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jet Blue, you're welcome for that idea. <laughs> Speak to Kelly. Mm. <laughs> Musically, Danny. Dan and E-E-E-E, very important. Mm-hmm. Some great hits there. A, a smattering compared to Kylie, but also featuring, you know, another song we haven't mentioned, 100 Degrees. Oh my God, the best, One of the, Christmas, the best Christmas song ever made. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. Kylie needs, and Danny. Needs way more recognition than it, than it gets at, at the Christmas time. So good. <laughs> I would love to be in a club at Christmas yeah. and someone played 100 Degrees. All around the world, <laughs> it's Christmas. I feel time. like if, we, if they do an after pop near Christmas, we could definitely get them to play that. Yeah. <laughs> They're the only people that understand us, DJ wise. <laughs> so that's musically is is one of large facets of Danny's career. Another facet of her career is uh, it's just a general host and entertainer. Let's talk about her work on a little television show we call <laughs> So she is she joined the X Factor as a judge in 2007 on the fourth series of X Factor. So the judging lineup for her first series was Danny Simon, Louis Walsh and Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> oh my god sorry these wikipedia pages are just I, I almost could just read all of these for like seven hours to you but I, i'll condense it as much as i can but i just noticed that in the uh, judge's houses stage danny's danny's place was in ibiza and <laughs> um, so basically in her first series she got the boys category the category we want you to mentor this year is the boys oh the boys expecting that at all so if i mean they had x factor in the u.s but obviously anyone didn't catch that you'd have a girls category a boys category over 25 and groups (laughs) over 25 it's it's too upsetting to even think about um so she got the boys for that that series oh the boys i wasn't expecting that at all and she had the winner and the runner-up um of the of the show winner was leon jackson one of your one of yours from West Lothian. Oh yeah. He was very Scottish. He was. And uh, Ridian. Remember Ridian? Ridian! <laughs> he's the like ri- the, the Riddler. Yeah, he's like that kind of, I, he looked like a kind of Batman villain. <laughs> a Batman villain. Opera singer. <laughs> oh yeah, on stage. Yes. <laughs> there was a Batman musical. Or if it was in Batman, the villain would host like a gala and Ridian would be silly, singing on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just a shout out to the girl group Hope that appeared in that series as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first series her second series she had the is when cheryl joined and she had the over 25s she had a tough she had a tough a tough year that year and um 
just worth noting that she had <laughs> judges' houses with Emma Bunton and Saint Tropez. <laughs> I mean, can you think of a more gorgeous pairing of things? Imagine like Emma and Saint Tropez. Danny calling Emma, like, oh, Emma, Bunts, <laughs> will you do it? And Emma's like, I mean, I don't even know Danny, but that sounds lovely. <laughs> I can't imagine anything more lovely and pleasant than being in Saint Tropez with Emma Bunton. Like, uh, just, I feel going, like you just have a lovely time, wouldn't going you? Anywhere with Emma Bunton. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, considering. Louis Walsh took them to Ireland for his. <laughs> so uh, the winner of that show was JLS. That was a Louis Walsh group. Everybody Some real love. people have known in that series. You know, JLS, Owen Quigg, Diana Vickers, Ruth Lorenzo, Rachel Hilton. There's a lot of names in that. Rachel Hilton. Also, just, just to note, the first two, pe- first two groups out of this were two girl groups called Bad Lashes and just simply Girl Band. I wasn't expecting that at all. We lived through a time, didn't we? Then uh, she she did two more series of X Factor. In series six, she looked after the girls. I wasn't expecting that at all. And she had her wow, whoa, 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 Who did whoa, she have? Who did she have? whoa. Okay, <laughs> location and judge's assistant is too much. I can't like I can't handle it. <laughs> was she it was, Kylie? It was Kylie, and it was at, at the Atlantis at the Palm Dubai. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We'll get into we'll get into Kylie. Danny's problematic love of the Middle East later. Kylie, Kylie wanted to go down the slides. I think it's because Kylie refused to fly. Like maybe she was in Australia at the time. She's like, I'm not flying all the way to like Europe. She's like, I'll meet you in Dubai. And Kylie's like, for tax reasons, I have to stay out of the EU. And then yeah, she had uh, the girls that, and the, the winner of that series was Ollie Mers. Uh, notable people in this series: Stacey Solomon, our girl Stacey. Have a day off, Susan. McGrath out loud. Have a day off. <laughs> Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Uh, Rachel Adadeji. Uh, Ricky Loney, your fave from Ricky Glasgow. Loney. And uh, Jedward. <laughs> Just to name a few. <laughs> and then for her final her final series, she mentored the boys. All the boys! And whoa, she went to judges' houses was with Melbourne with uh, Natalie and Brulia. Mel- wow. They went all the way to Melbourne. Yeah, that's insane. And the winner of that show was Matt Cardle. Uh, notable people in this series, Rebecca Ferguson, One Direction, Cher Lloyd, Tesco Mary, Wagner, Katie Wazel, <laughs> Aiden Grimshaw. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Diva Fever. <laughs> wow. That is quite a quite a lineup. So she basically did X Factor for four, four series back to back. So should... four years worth of, of DNA. I know this sounds maybe really obvious, but it hasn't been done. An X Factor All-Stars. Well, you just bring back all yeah. these people. There's so many great names. <laughs> and it'd be like just endless knockouts between yeah, that's a, great a Wagner and a Tesco Mary. <laughs> so notable moments of her on X Factor were the one where she tried to make a very fun casual joke about that person being bisexual. Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson. So that, yeah, because he sang a song. He was a teacher yeah. and he sang a song and it had female pronouns in it, like yeah. "I love her" or "She's the the best." Who's she? The cat's, cat's mother. mother. <laughs> and and uh, Danny was like, "Well, don't know why, you know, you maybe should have changed the the pronouns <laughs> if the rumors are to be believed." Yeah, she was she was literally having fun, and then. It all got like, do you remember? Because it like went to break and do you remember it came back and she'd like been like weeping and yeah, she was like, like she was just like, I didn't want people to think I was hurting him or something we were talking the about. Sisters, the brand's built on the guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that empire would crumble without us for sure. <laughs> there was kind of boring stuff like uh, everyone was intent on making her and Cheryl not be like friendly with each other. But and they, they seemed totally they seemed fine. fine. And then Sharon Osborne and her had kind of a, a yeah. feud. Sharon wrote like some quite mean things about her in her book, I remember. Yeah. Oh, like Danny. Oh, that young that girl with no talent. She hated me <laughs> yeah. and Minnie. <laughs> Minnie. <laughs> so also notably, Australian X Factor, that's where Danny and Kylie performed 100 Degrees Live. Yeah. It's a really fun performance. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she, she's done a lot of, like, judgy stuff on TV. She's done a lot of the Australian. I think she's on, I think she judges The Masked Singer in Australia. She's just, like, she's a real panel show, pan, judging panel staple. Yeah. Her and, like, her, Nicole Scherzinger, Kelly Rowland. I feel like they've all been kind of. I feel like Mel B's turning Mel B, into that Mel as well. B, yeah, she's, she's on, like, every incarnation kind of Got of Talent. Kind of Aura a bit as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. Crowd. I'm trying to like, who was it? Was it Natalie and Brulia that that was? Oh my god, Ab-Lisa. my head. As Ablisa, they're like, "Excuse me, who are you?" She's like, "It's 
Natalie fucking Imbruglia, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, I was about to try and sing Torn and the only song that came to my head was Kim Marsh Cry. I was like, <laughs> don't, I don't, would don't, like don't, to say that. Never meant to make you cry. That's... I know we both don't mention it, but on my on the personal list of things that we mention, I mentioned Kim Marsh Cry almost as much as Shirley Bassey and the Millennium Dome. When we one day finally have our You're Welcome America studio, we just need a giant whiteboard <laughs> just start... with all the things marked <laughs> on it. And we can do tally marks yeah. each time something gets a mention. <laughs> so um, so that that's worth noting, because that's how she really... That combined with Neon Knights really has solidified Danny in my heart as someone very important mm. in our kind of pop culture upbringing. Another thing that's very important in our pop culture upbringing is a little video that was released eight years ago on youtube.com, just received 1.8 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go read you the description. <clears throat> Etihad Airways. Join our guest ambassador, Danny Minogue, as she takes you on a tour of the residence, the only three room suite in the sky. Now I do feel like at some point you and me, Michael, you, me and Michael have like, did, I think we had like learnt the script to this, which is basically a two, a three minute YouTube video of Danny <laughs> showing off a really high end first class suite on Etihad. Come and have a look at your bedroom. This is your double bed. Um, there's a selection of pillows here, Egyptian cotton sheets, a natural fiber mattress. And after a fantastic sleep, your butler will bring you breakfast in bed and i know that we talked a lot when we talked about how she was wearing too many jingly bracelets and, and necklaces sound. and that and the sound it keeps banging against her mic when she's running yeah. around the etihad the etihad suites so um what i'm actually doing is using this little etihad as a way to fly us to uh to dubai because i have a great video of danny uh launching her project d fashion line which is her own fashion label that she launched it's her and her partner launching it in Dubai and they're sitting in front of a big fish tank talking about the fashion line. I think our dresses have quite elegant shapes which are suited to this region. Um, I don't like to think that our label was trendy or trying to follow trends but just about beautiful shapes that are feminine and I think that works so well for, yeah. for the ladies here and the events they need to go to. So that's, that's just a little clip of her trying to talk around who's wearing her outfits in Dubai. It's a little sus, but I really like that in this, in this video, they're sitting in front of the giant fish tank in that, in that hotel in Dubai. And you can see all the lights reflecting from like the film crew. They've lit it. (laughs) They've lit it really, really badly. And they've put, and they put Tabitha, they they haven't lowered her chair so that they're the same height. So Danny's like right at the bottom of the frame and Tabitha looks like a giant next to her. I mean, that is another dream podcast location for us, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, that fish tank in Dubai. (laughs) Just that. So yeah, so basically she has her own own fashion label, but it's worth noting that I didn't realize this, but in 1988, she had her own fashion range. Whoa. Off the back of that TV show of uh, Young Talent Time. (laughs) Yeah, she had her own fashion range, which was simply called Danny. And yeah, she basically designed clothes that she wore on that show and she got such a good response from the clothes that she released her own clothing line danny's debut line danny sold out across australia in 10 days it was followed by three additional summer lines in 1999 so even though project d feels like something that they like she kind of whipped together just to make some money later in life it does like it does all it all weaves through the the fabric of her life, like the fabric of a Project D shaped gown. I love Danny doing her like her three summer drops in 1989. Doesn't Project D sound like a terrible like gay porn like series? Oh yeah, I never thought about <laughs> it like that. Like it was just like you can imagine. I can imagine that like a porn series. Oh no, sense for Danny, not Dick. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of the US equivalent of Danny Minogue. I've got two kind of thoughts in my mind. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sorry. I'm just going to jump in because I don't want you to say your thoughts. I'm going to guess some things. Okay, go on. An Ashley Simpson, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, <laughs> a Haley Duff. <laughs> Those are three great options. Thank you. I thought doing our thing where we do the transposing to America and things go up several notches. Yeah. I thought about Solange Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Because I was like, do you know what? Beyonce is mega famous and Solange is like, is famous and like i just feel like it's so like you're so right about the actual reality of like those the the duff sister and you know ashley simpson it all makes sense but there's just something about the purity of saying that 
Kylie as Beyonce and Danny as Solange that I just might have to keep it at that. Very happy with that. <laughs> okay. So the US equivalent of Danny Minogue, Solange Knowles. Yeah. You're welcome. Double N, double I. All the boys. I wasn't expecting that at all. Right, that's huge. Right. The end of the show. Thank you for listening. Now, normally we do the review and uh, and or a game of welcome, not welcome. I'm just going to give you one welcome oh. or not welcome. Okay. Um, welcome or not welcome. Do you know what? I'm quite tired to say, but I'm shattered. Ooh, I'm going to say welcome and I'm going to up you knackered. Oh, knackered. That's good. I believe that knackered originates in being tired from sex Ooh. rather than just being tired. So I think there are some people who were told to not say, oh, I'm knackered as a child. Like old people our age and older, that was like a thing. If you if you said it to your parents, they were like scandalized. Ooh. Especially if, you, if you're like 10 and you gave them, I'm knackered. knackered. They're like, what? Busy day. <laughs> it's quite the day. I was thinking of Shattered because um, one of my friends, she is American and she lived in London and she just moved back to America. And she said yesterday that she was shattered and i was like oh such a uk word she's like what's the us equivalent i said it's beat beat i'm beat i'm beat beat like, like a beetroot beat and please rate oh my god i'm beat <laughs> i am Je- beat shattered and knackered from today uh shout out to jessica lawrence again you better rate and review us and also i never said her mom who does the haggis lasagna want to know her name Sue. Oh, Sue's a great mum name. Great mum name. Sue. You're right, Linda Sue. Cara. Hi, Sue. Hi, you going to do your haggis lasagna, Sue? Well, Sue's bringing her haggis lasagna. Oh, she's good at that. <laughs> she does a good one. Please give us any feedback on Instagram or um, Twitter or email us. Yeah. We love it all. Thank you for listening. And as ever, you're welcome. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors, T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>